a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 607, it's Groundhog Day again. I, I, I'm sorry, Toys for Trot, Toys wow. for Tots Drive, uh, Idaho's wow. largest toy drive uh, toys, going on. Toys for, you, you can't even get Toys for Trots in this town. <laughs> Welcome to the market at 101. Uh, it's Idaho's largest uh, toy drive. Look, we are underway. Look on TV. Oh, look at that. There's Nate. We get Nate live and in person, and we get Nate live on TV. No, I guess this is recorded. I'm recording. Man, yesterday the was they look okay, fabulous. Here's here's my question for yeah. today: uh-huh. How many airlines are scheduled to show up? <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday we're we're uh, I'm about to start the show, and um, you know you, you you do the backdrop, you know, just like Mike did, only better. Where he's, it's like, <laughs> hey, it's welcome to welcome into to, you know Idaho's largest toy drive here where you know we're here Sportsman's Warehouse you know on Fairview behind Texas Roadhouse right next to Walmart and we're collecting toys it's Giving Tuesday and now on to the oh my lord and a baggage cart from mm-hmm. Delta pulls up question <laughs> yes did it come from the airport yes really i didn't even yes. know that was legal well and that was, my, of all the questions I had, Chris, I actually did ask that. Yeah. I was like, did you take that on the freeway? What and, like, did, and he said yes? No, they put it on a flatbed oh, and then, and then okay. staged it somewhere where I couldn't see and then, and then just rolled across right at 306. I mean, they were, they were perfect with it. Um, and it was either going to be a baggage cart full of toys or we were getting somebody's luggage on the way to Cincinnati and somebody was going to get off the plane there with a whole bunch of toys. Well, one of the two things was going to happen. Yesterday got a little crazy. Um, we had over uh, $4,000 in donations. Wow. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for this program, but on my program in the afternoon, uh, we are completely um, doing Toyola, where <laughs> if... Um, if you are a business, is, is that legal? <laughs> go with it. Ask, uh, ask, ask for forgiveness, sure. not for permission. Let me check with the program director. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. if you are a business and you fill up, I mean, listen. If you have a fleet of Priuses, don't fill up one Prius. Uh, the whole thing. But if you are a business and you wish to have a plug on either this fine program or uh, that that guy in the afternoon. Uh, feel free to either make a sizable donation to Toys for Tots, that's who you write the check out to, Toys for Tots, or be creative like some of these people have, uh, still waiting for the big pink truck to show up, um, like, like some of these people have, and just fill up an entire baggage cart, because what they did at Delta mm-hmm. was they were, they were actually selling toys as people were getting off the plane. Oh, you're kidding me. No, and people were buying toys... Just, As, to, just to donate. Just to donate. Oh, that's correct. Just that's to donate. And pe- they were buying them a table at a time. How creative is that? That is awesome. Very, very. The guy asked me for a box. I don't know why, because they have a baggage cart. But it, it was it was really neat, uh, really cool of them to <laughs> uh, to do that. We had two uh, two mountains uh, out here in front of the uh, in front of all the tents. And we were here till uh, darn near nine o'clock last night, uh, packing all that up. The lion's share of that is not here. It is at the warehouse where mm-hmm. it will be uh, distributed. Distributed by gosh, by no later than Friday. 
That's that's how fast the turnaround is. That's the amazing thing to me. And and we talked about this yesterday. Chris and I did, um, you know, because people ask why you do this so early. Why don't you do it closer to Christmas? Well, the reason is this stuff. It's a massive undertaking, and that's mm-hmm. why the Marines do it every year because they've got a lot of volunteers um, that get voluntold um, right. where to be and how to do this. But this all has to be distributed um, enough ahead of Christmas time so that the toys can be wrapped, that they can get an idea of who the kids are, are in need of, mm-hmm. and then they can have that, the parents can have that um, in time for Christmas because you don't want this showing up a week after Christmas and go, oh, yeah, Santa forgot you you know, a week ago. Santa was busy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So I mean, this, all, this all has to be done before. Before Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. so uh, massive undertaking. We're talking, you know, tens of thousands of children here uh, in the Treasure Valley. I think the estimate. And I heard you talk about this yesterday. Around eighteen thousand kids here in the Treasure Valley are going to be helped by this. And when we see Treasure Valley, that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a now a loose uh, term because they were having problems getting past Pendleton. Uh, as, they, as they as they shut down the uh, as they shut down the freeway, oh yeah, and, and and that's where the toys go. So uh, and and going out east, you know, past uh, uh, past Twin Falls, because um, again, that's where the toys go. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the the Marine Corps is uh, as, as wonderful as they are. They're still limited to our roads, although it would be nice if they just blast their way through, like you know, we we want them to. Uh, especially they, in a snowstorm. They do have some rather large vehicles. Yes, they do. Um, now, and, and speaking of which, I'm told there's a 7-ton coming on Friday. A 7-ton? Yep, there is a 7-ton coming. Um, I, now, I, I, I'm imagining it's not going to be I, empty. As I understand it, those are 7 times bigger than a 1-ton. Yes, yes, okay. very good. I see what you did there. Okay. The, 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 <laughs> also, there is a light-armored reconnaissance vehicle coming. Um I'm just going to go ahead. For, for those of you that don't know the different ki- types of vehicles in the military, you're going to call that a tank. It's not the it's not the Abrams tank that we're you know that we're so used to seeing, but right. it's it's got a turret. It has something that goes pew pew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, it's sizably. My lord, oh, that <laughs> how many times are they going to put your face in front of our in front of us on television? As many times as it takes. Oh my goodness! Listen, if you're sick of seeing my face and you're sick of hearing my voice, donate toys. I'll be like the bell ringer at uh, <laughs> just I will I will uh, I will ratchet it down when when we fill this trailer uh, because now they're just now they're just not telling us what the count is. Well, that's not nice. Okay. Okay, as estimate, because you're here. Do they want it to be a surprise at the end? Is that the deal? I think so. Either that or, uh, listen, I, I, know the, uh, I, know the, I know the staff sergeants know how to count. I don't know about the first sergeants uh, or the captains. Um, but Car- cards and letters care of uh, Nate Shellman at Nate at KBOI.com, that's, that's, by the way. That's, that's why they're in charge. Uh, the, the cool thing about all the volunteers that, that they have here is they're not here. The volunteers, the the lion's share of the volunteers are not here. They're in the warehouse. Yeah. You know, our job here is basically carnival barkers. Come here, bring the toys here, and then all the elves work in the work in some other uh, 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 under some roof and get it out. It's almost like the post office. It's darn near magical. Today is the uh, beginning of day number six. Um, at the end of today, we'll be halfway through the twelve days of Christmas. Wow. Nate's eyes got really big. Halfway through. Yes, halfway halfway through. through. Um, This goes till 6 Mm -hmm. p.m. on uh, December 
Six Tuesday next uh, week. Seven seven p.m. Seven p.m. Seven p.m. Um, I'm sure if you came in at seven o two, they would probably unload your vehicle for you. And people have. Yeah. yeah. Speaking speaking of unloading your vehicle, we are getting snow this morning. This is a great thing. If you drop off toys, there are people out there. You don't have to get out of the warmth and cover of nope. your vehicle to unload. They will do it for you. Yep. We are getting snow throughout the Treasure Valley. It is sticking, so just be aware that uh, it could be a little bit slick outside. It's the uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. We are underway once again today. We're live out here in front of sportsman's warehouse hope to see out here uh, bring it out maybe you know you mentioned all the uh, vehicles coming out mm-hmm. um might, on friday might be something that uh you might want to bring the kids out maybe that day uh, plan on uh, bringing the kids because yes. they would definitely enjoy that yes 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 it is 6 15 let's get our first check a lot going on in sports yesterday a lot of people in the united states are excited Let's get a sports update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go. It is Wednesday, definitely a soup day today, and one of their most popular soups, jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. The U.S. men's soccer team is making a little noise in the World Cup, moving on after defeating Iran yesterday. It's kind of a fun atmosphere for sitting and watching soccer on a Tuesday afternoon. The latest from ABC News. I'm Will Reeve at the World Cup in Doha, Qatar, where the U.S. men's national team has advanced to the knockout stage after a dramatic 1-0 victory over Iran. The U.S. had to win to advance. Superstar Christian Pulisic delivering a goal late in the first half, getting injured in the process. He did not play the second half as the game tightened up in its frantic final moments. The U.S. will play the Netherlands in the round of 16 on Saturday. Will Reeve, ABC News, Doha. By the way, for Team USA... Christian Polznik was diagnosed with a pelvic contusion suffered during that game-winning goal in the first half of the USA's 1-0 win over Iran. He's considered day-to-day right now moving forward. Now, he did post on social media that he will be ready for the game on Saturday when USA will play the Netherlands in the round of 16. That would be very good because, I don't know whether you know this or not, but the Netherlands are really, really good. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. It is 623. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by participating, and that's always encouraged uh, by calling us up at 208-336-3700. Hound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You want to email it? Uh, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. You can also text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Even if you want to talk about something other than toys, we will do that. Oh, and by the way, um, because we are broadcasting live in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, you can also visit us live out here today because it is Idaho's largest toy drive, day number six, and we are taking your donations every day uh, through December 6th. Mm-hmm. Chris and I will be in the comforts of the motorhome uh, here TDS Fiber, thank you for uh, allowing us to be in the warmth. I do not take that lightly because I know that uh, when you guys did that first year um, and it was frigidly cold, there was no motor home. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so trust me, I do not take it lightly that they have uh, donated this motor home um, the last few years to make sure that uh, we're able to broadcast in comfort. And it's just like having our own mobile studio so yeah. it's very cool and thank you very much for doing that also a huge thank you to uh, Idaho Central Credit Union Scandinavia Designs um, some of our big sponsors and uh, special thanks to Franz Woody Bob's Restaurant in Nampa Canyon Marine and Idaho Marine which by the way we hear today is a day 
when there will be a boatload, B-O-A-T, boatload of toys that will be delivered. Yes, they are loading their toys in a boat, and they're going to bring it out on a day where it looks like we've got snow uh, off and on throughout all day today, and it looks like tonight and into tomorrow. Um, so um, interesting that uh, we'll see boat and snow at the, ta- at the sea at the same time. Oh, that should be fun, yeah. Yep. So uh, once again, we are here, and like I, I keep mentioning, I know it's cold outside. Some people, well, I'm going to wait till it warms up a little bit to drop off toys. You don't have to worry about it because you don't have to get out of your vehicle. No, that's You true. drop them by, um, we have volunteers here that will unload your vehicle for you. It's amazing how many things uh, people in the Marine Corps are willing to do. Also on they're, the, they're very helpful. Also on the way uh, here today, another chance for you to pick up your tickets. I know you look at the weather right now and go, man, this, this might not be the kind of weather I want to go see a football game in. Uh, Mountain West Championships going on this weekend, and they are looking to get a huge crowd. And it makes a huge difference when you are the home team, if you have that huge loud crowd behind you um so there are still tickets available if you want to get them um we have tickets that we are giving away all this week more than anybody else so we have another chance for you to text and win your tickets coming up this morning listen for that cue to text and when you hear that just text the word broncos don't do it now you won't be included in the grand prize drawing you wait to hear the cue to text um and then you'll be able to get your tickets we'll choose one at random so we have a chance for you to do that coming up here this morning uh another 50 dollars gift certificate to biscuit and hogs for our damn near impossible question uh also some of the things we're going to be talking about uh today we'll continue with the uh, discussion still want to hear from you on uh, medicinal marijuana um there is a group kind idaho that says that they're going to try to get this on the ballot for 2024 they will have to get uh, all 74-some thousand signatures to be able to do that from, by from, April from, of from, 2024. From 35 districts. Yep. So um, they've got some time to do this. Just curious if you think that this is, is going to be on the ballot. Do you think there's going to be enough people that want to sign this? 74,000, uh, not a lot. you got 74,000, 7% of registered voters must sign the uh, petition. I also want to find out, and this is there's no right, right or wrong answer on this, would you sign it? If somebody came up to you, would you sign it? This is strictly medicinal marijuana. Don't get confused. This is not for recreational marijuana. It is only for medicinal marijuana to be approved in the state of Idaho. Uh, you can weigh in on that. We'll have and some more. Also, would you sign it with your own name? We have some more on the Moscow murders uh, going on. There was a uh, interview yesterday morning on one of our uh, shows, uh, Fox Update shows, that, go- that runs at... 4 a.m. in the morning. So some of you probably didn't hear this, um, but it was very interesting. I had a chance to listen to it. I was getting ready yesterday. I go, I, I want to play some of this back um, coming up here for you this morning. A former U- New York Police Department officer is in Moscow who has done investigations on murder. Um, he weighs in on some of the thoughts that he has on this. And once again, this is not a Moscow Police Department. Profiling. Yeah, he's profiling this. So we'll get to that coming up here for you today uh, and a whole lot more. KBY News Time, 627. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome to a Wednesday morning. Snow coming down throughout the uh, Treasure Valley. Allow yourself a little extra time. Um, you know, when I wrote, drove into work, uh, just starting to come down. Hadn't uh, become slick as of yet, but that was a while ago. Um, but it was so, coming down heavy in some areas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a hard winter so far this fall. You and I have uh, both received our rebate from the uh, state have. for taxes. Um, yep. You got yours... About a month ago, right? Uh-huh. 
Um, ours came in uh, a week or so ago, so we're happy. However, not everybody has received their rebate uh, check as of yet, and I know the governor had promised uh, to try and get everybody's check out in time for Thanksgiving, but there apparently are still people who have not received it. However, if you are one of those people, keep in mind, you have a minimum of $300 coming your way. If you're married, you have a minimum of $600 coming your way. That's the minimum. Um, Some residents qualify for more. Uh, depending on how much they paid in their 2020 tax return, uh, they will receive 10% of that amount uh, of the tax reported on their 2020 return. So you, you're going to get at least $300 and could be uh, quite a bit more depending on how much money you paid in taxes in 2020. Now, if you're wondering how you can find out where is my rebate check and why haven't I received it yet, yeah. uh, the state tax commissions has a where's my rebate tool. And you can get that at Idaho Tap dot gentax dot com you can also call uh the commission toll free eight hundred nine seven two seven six six zero to check your status with a live representative <laughs> uh, you need to talk to somebody uh, but if you haven't got yours yet and you expected that you should be getting yours uh, or if you just want to find out if you are eligible because not everybody is is eligible there are some certain criteria that that's a great you have name. to meet that's a great name for a tool by the way what's that I don't, the, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't tap. Where's, where's my rebate? Where's my rebate tool? Um, yeah. So once again, if you haven't received yours and you think you are supposed to, um, or you just want to find out, okay, why haven't I received it? Because, like I said, not everybody will will receive it. Um, some people also might have to haven't filed their taxes yet. You have until the end of this year to do that if you want to get your rebate. So you still have a chance if you haven't filed your taxes for the years uh, that you were supposed to, which some people keep putting that off. Um, once again, uh, toll-free, 800-972-7660 to talk to a representative, or you can just check it out at idahotap.gentax.com. It is 6.45, time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Wednesday, every day is soup day. Uh, this especially you look outside and you go, wow, this is really a soup day. And one of their most popular soups. Um, I would especially get in there a little bit early uh, unless they're making a whole bunch because there are times when it sells out. It is one of their most popular soups. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. Get into either location, East Boise or in Meridian. Good morning. Boise State has a very difficult task ahead of them when they play in the Mountain West Championship game against Fresno State on Saturday. Their passing game for Fresno State has been really, really impressive since Hayner came back into the mix as quarterback. So defending Hayner and the pass will be key for a Bronco victory. More on that with Bob Beeler today. Fresno State has two all-conference receivers that have combined for 138 catches, 1,684 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Bronco defensive back Shea Oladipo talked first about what makes Jalen Moreno Cropper tough to defend and then followed it up with Nico Remigio. Explosion. He knows how to really set his routes up and after the catch he knows to make people miss and get downfield. Nico, he's a hard guy to tackle. Once he gets the ball and he hits his feet hit the ground, he's trying to go score. Regardless of what the play is, he's going to try and score. He's explosive where he's going to, he will try and hurl you if you're too low. He'll make, if you try to tackle too high, he's going to bounce right off you. He's going to keep on going. In October, the Bronco defense held the pair to four catches for 46 yards. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Our coverage with Bronco Game Day will begin at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Join Richie Brockle and I for that. We'll hand things over to Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender at 1 o'clock for the pregame show. And then, of course, the kickoff at 2 o'clock from Albertson Stadium this Saturday afternoon with the Mount West Conference Championship on the line. I'm Rick Worthington.
Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Maricopa County, where it took two weeks to count, is the poster child for broken, botched elections. But if you bring up any of these issues, you are labeled an election denier or a conspiracy theorist. They don't want... 707, good morning. Mike Casper, Chris Walton, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That little bit right there that you uh, heard... Um, from uh, gubernatorial candidate and uh, supposed loser in the uh, Arizona race for governor, Carrie Lake. The uh, election happened on November 8th. We're, mm. we're November 30th today. Um, we still don't know what the uh, majority in the House is going to be. We know that the, the uh, Republicans hold a majority. So we don't know the number. Then. We don't know the number. It's either going to be 220, 221, or 222. And each vote, if you're a Republican, you know, I, I, you already have the majority, but each vote helps in helping you maintain that majority if people want to get off and uh, try to maybe use the slim majority in trying to get things done the way they want to get things done. And yeah. I'm talking about, you know, the far right being able to say, hey, look, we're not going to vote with you. I know we're all Republicans, we're all conservatives, but if you don't give us this, we're not going to vote for you on that. So every vote counts. Um, we so have... It's, it's, it's always a one hand washing the other thing. Yeah. Uh, California 13th District, 99% of the vote is counted. Uh, Republican John Duarte leads by 600 votes. <laughs> That's pretty close. That's real close. So even with 99%, it could still flip one way or the other. The other race that hasn't been decided yet is the Colorado 3rd District, where Republican Lauren Boebert, 99% of the vote is counted. Adam Frisch, he leads Adam Frisch by 554 votes. Once again, too close to call, even though we're just about to head in December after a November 8th election. Now... Carrie Lake, and this is very interesting because uh, I know a lot of... She, she had said long before the election, you know, she was uh, one of those that was asked, are you going to honor the results of the election? And she basically said, when I win, I'm going to honor the results of the election. And she never once uh, indicated that if she lost, she would, you know, mm -hmm. be okay with it. And I, I wonder how much of that ha goes into because, you know, people were seeing that there were going to be problems coming up with uh, the Arizona elections. And right now, Arizona Attorney General's office is demanding answers to a myriad of problems faced by specifically Maricopa County voters on Election Day. And, of course, that breathes new life in the campaign for Carrie Lake, um, who is demanding also that an investigation be done. Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright sent a letter to Maricopa County Attorney General's office demanding explanations for the election issues before the results can be certified. <laughs> election Integrity did they, Unit. Did they send back a note that said, we don't actually owe you anything? Uh, actually, they're investigating. Ah. Uh, the Elections Integrity Unit of the uh, Arizona Attorney General's office has received hundreds of complaints since Election Day pertaining to, pertaining to issues related to the administration of the 2022 general election in Maricopa County. These complaints go beyond pure speculation, they said, but include first-hand witness accounts that raise concerns regarding Maricopa's lawful compliance with Arizona election law. 
so no details just well the investigation problems. yeah the investigation had there right now there's just allegations Right now, there's just allegations, and they want an investigation. So they're going to be looking for on. like actual proof. Yeah, Weird. exactly. That's going to screw up the whole discussion. Uh, Thomas Liddy, Civil Division Chief of Maricopa County's Attorney's Office, said that the office will start gathering the materials necessary to respond to Wright's letter. Wright's letter Saturday came the same day New York Times reported that it couldn't find a clear instance highlighted by Carrie Lake that showed a voter was denied the chance to cast a ballot. So the uh, hearings are already going on this week in uh, Maricopa County. Um, this is what Carrie Lake had to say. We, we have a little bit of uh, her allegations. Wanted to let you hear her uh, in her own words. Go ahead now. Maricopa County, where it took two weeks to count, is the poster child for broken, botched elections. But if you bring up any of these issues, you are labeled an election denier or a conspiracy theorist. They don't want us talking about our shoddy elections under any circumstances. They shut us down and made us fear exercising our freedom of speech, and they canceled anyone who questioned past elections. Because of that, many Americans did not speak out, and nothing was done to shore up elections. And now we are paying the price again. Arizona, America, if we do not stand up and speak up right now about the most dishonest elections in the history of Arizona, I truly fear for our future. Our sacred vote is supposed to be the great equalizer of the people. And right now our vote has been trampled upon. We must work hard right now to save it. This is our last chance. Those of you who are speaking out about what happened on November 8th, those who testified before the corrupt Board of Supervisors, thank you and God bless each of you. I am with you. Here's what I'm busy working on. I'm working with a team of patriotic, talented lawyers on a legal case to challenge the botched elections. My team and I realize how important this case is and what is at stake. We will file this case in accordance with Arizona state law. And you'll want to stay tuned for this one, trust me. So many have expressed concern about Maricopa County's certification. I agree. This botched election should not be certified, especially in Maricopa County, where the Board of Supervisors are well aware of the catastrophic issues caused by maladministration of Supervisor Bill Gates and County Recorder Stephen Richer, who started a dark money pack with the sole purpose of going after me, my campaign, and our movement while they supervised the election. Let me repeat that. They ran an election with my name on the ballot and their number one political goal was to see to it that I was not elected. Can you say conflict of interest? Another member of the Board of Supervisors charged with certifying this botched election has been chosen to be on Katie Hobbs' transition team. Another conflict of interest, and perhaps the greatest conflict of interest of all, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, the woman in charge of running her own election, who did almost zero campaigning, oversaw the botched election, is now threatening counties with legal action if they do not crown her governor by certifying the election that she botched. You simply can't make this stuff up. Is she crazy? Is yeah. she nuts? Mm-hmm. 
I will tell I've, you. And I've heard her speak enough times to not believe a single word she says anymore. I will tell you, and I, I thought this was going to be a problem going into the election. Um, it, it just, even if it's just for optics' sake, um, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs overseeing the election in which she is running for the governor seemed weird to me. And I'm not saying that there's anything that happened. I don't know. I don't live in Arizona. I don't know if anything's going on. But there are hearings going on right now this week in Arizona um, to see if anything. I I noticed she used the word botched a lot. Happens in the uh, election. It was was kind of short on details. But, yeah, she did use that word a lot. 208-336-3700, pound 670. On your Verizon Wireless, you can weigh in uh, this morning. We'll talk more about this. You can email us right now if you'd like, Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. They open up at 1030. Get in today for one of their most popular soups. Once again, jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. In a game that might have been a little closer than Boise State fans would have liked to have seen, the Broncos defeated Cal State Northridge last night by a score of 55-46. to And after the game, Coach Leon Rice said he was happy with how his team responded during what was a pretty difficult game after all. Credit to, to Trent and his crew. That was, that was the most physical game we've played maybe, I think. I, I don't know. And we've played, you know, some Power 5 schools, quote-unquote. And uh, they were, they took the fight to us in the first half. And you know, I thought our guys did a great job of adjusting the second half. You know, the we were just kind of soft on the perimeter a little too much in that first half, and um, weren't breaking that initial uh, you know pressure they were giving us, and so we put no foul pressure on them, and that led to our bad offense. And then you know, I thought the second half, I thought Jace Whiting did a great job coming off the bench, and it put Shaver at the two. Now you got two dynamic guys that can go by guys. You know, and and because we don't have a lot of guys that do that, and uh, you know they got up into us a little bit, and but a great response by our guys. With the victory, Boise State improves to five and two overall. They're off over the next couple of days. They'll play again on the third, five p.m. when they take on Texas A&M. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again to talk about your money. Stock market uh, flat ahead of the opening here for the uh, futures. Uh, I want to talk about uh, jobs report uh, for November. Well below estimate. Is that good news or bad news? Well, it kind of comes down to the question, when when was the Federal Reserve tightening going to have impact on job creation and pay gain? And uh, although we haven't seen back month to month, we, it doesn't really come down to a trend, but this is really the first time that we see a, a miss, right? Now, true, this is the ADP report, so it's private, so it's the, the private companies. We'll get the official jobs report, non-farm payroll, in two days. Harvard shows that private companies added 127,000 positions for the last month, which is a steep reduction from the 239,000 we saw in October and well below the estimate that we saw. Now, we saw some big gains in leisure and hospitality, but we actually also saw some big losses in manufacturing, professional business services, financial activities. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a mixed picture, but that kind of comes down to is the Federal Reserve their attempt to 
kind of tamper down or bring down the uh, the economic output? Is it working? And, well, this is the first month that we actually might say yes. Now, also on the flip side is we don't want this number to come down too much because then we're going to run into an unemployment picture, which obviously would be a big concern, but we're not there yet. Consumer price uh, index, when do those numbers come out? Uh, I think they cut, they come out in a few weeks. So that's um, okay. that, that's a big that's a big one too. I mean, we got to keep an eye on See the on the trend down, on that. Yeah. But but we likely already peaked in inflation. So now the question becomes: Is does it continue to decelerate at the clip that we need to? And then we also have Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell making some comments today. We're going to see what tune they're talking about as far as their next Fed meeting, which is December 14th. Are they going to go three-quarters of a base or of a percent? Are they going to go half of a percent? We're kind of markets on pause right now to really see what, uh, what their approach is going to be next. All right. Uh, basically, it looks like we're going to be opening flat. We'll find out uh, an update from you in about an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 7.33, good morning, uh, and thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on our Verizon Wireless. If you have that phone, that's all you have to do to get through. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Don't forget, uh, text message also 208-336-3700. If uh, you have that text number, that's an important one to remember because we have another chance for you to pick up your tickets to go to the Mountain West Championship uh, game coming up on Saturday absolutely free. Listen for that cue to text. It's going to be coming up sometime in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. 8 o'clock hour. Listen for that cue to text. When you hear it, just text the word Broncos. It's that simple. Heck, I'm not even going to pay attention if you spell Broncos correctly. Yeah, you could spell it with just one O, for instance. Yeah, there you go. So if you want to uh, win, just be ready to call. We'll pick one at random. Once again, that's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We're here at Idaho's Largest Toy Drive. It is underway day number six. At the end of today, we will be halfway through. Taking your toys, bring them out. A new unwrapped gift. Bring them by the trailer anytime between now and 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, special thanks to the Brunchettes, the original Sunrise Cafe, J&J Machinery, also, TDS Fiverr for giving us this wonderful, beautiful motorhome for our command center uh, for our broadcast. Um, we're right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse on Fairview, so if you want to bring your toys in, and I know the weather's uh, a, a little brisk this morning. We've got a little bit of snow. It's a little bit cold. Don't worry. You don't even have to get out of your car. We'll unload the toys for you. Just bring your new and unwrapped toy or toys by the trailer, and uh, that's any day, Monday through Saturday, from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., 12 days of Christmas. And the toy drive will be going on through next Tuesday at 7 p.m. A lot of families make this an annual thing now. It's, it's just part of their Christmas. They uh, you know, go out and do a little shopping and then give to others. It's a, it's a great tradition to begin with a family uh, that every year that you do this. Because there are so many um, people throughout the Treasure Valley. 16 to 18,000 children will be helped by your donations to make sure that they have a Christmas. So it's kind of cool that you're able to teach your kids, hey, we're able to have a Christmas. There are kids out there that that won't get Christmas gifts. So it's a great tradition to start. also want to remind you that um, if you want to uh, give a toy also to Metro Express Car Wash, they're one of our sponsors. Mm -hmm. If you take a toy and deliver, and Metro Express is going to deliver the toys here, once they get them all, you get a free car wash. 
Nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So donate a toy, which is get a, big, a car wash. Which is a big deal at Metro Car Wash. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, that's what they sell. <laughs> so, uh, once again, plenty of ways for you to give. Love to see you out here. Uh, once again, we're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, Fairview, Idaho, Fairview Avenue. It's Idaho's largest toy drive with News Talk KBOI. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's meant for him. Dest is snuck in behind. Dest in the middle. Pull it And it's Christian Pulisic, right place, right time, and he runs right into the goalkeeper at the end of this, but lays it all on the line for his team and for his country, and gets his moment. Pretty exciting match uh, yesterday. By the way, Christian uh, Pulisic, uh, they said it was an abdominal injury, apparently a little lower than that. Yeah. Um, And now uh, on television, because... (laughs) <laughs> you can't really say what happened. Uh, they're calling it a uh, pelvic injury. Mm-hmm. But if you watched uh, the match yesterday, um, he pretty much got narded. <laughs> Is that? A, I think that's a medical term, isn't it? Uh, I, I I think in that we all understand what it means. Sure enough, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is uh, great news because now uh, United States and, and social media. I'm not into soccer. I watched a little bit of it yesterday. I just I just I apologize. I know there are people out there that think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. That the United States goes into the final yeah. round of 16, the elimination round. Now, well, let's say that you're into basketball. You know where they score about roughly every 24. Seconds seconds uh and you like scoring and that's the the main thing you come to see you know you go to a football game for touchdowns you go to a baseball game for home runs and you sit there for 90 minutes and they score one goal the whole time this is what a lot of people have uh, uh you know th- that's the opinion a lot of people have about soccer that it's just too slow mm-hmm. but i mean it's it's a it's a tremendous game if you're really really into it you know well apparently there were a lot of people really really into it yesterday just watching social media um and see, saying people oh my gosh my heart almost stopped in the uh, final few minutes of the match mm-hmm. against iran and you got to feel sorry for the iranian players they get to go home now and uh possibly get killed or beaten or imprisoned and I'm not. I, I'm halfway joking there, but I'm not really because there are uh, apparently there, there are going to be punishments to the uh, Iranian players um, because they sat out the previous match of their national anthem, and they are protesting uh, the, 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 the punishment of one of the, yeah, the female athletes earlier that didn't wear a hijab. Um, so they were protesting that. The uh, the interesting part of that is. Uh, if they had won the game, they'd only be treated just slightly better. Yeah. Um, the the other problem was they lost to the United States. Out of everybody that they played, um, you know, the clerics who are in charge in Iran just don't want to see Iran lose to the United States. So um, there there are some thoughts that there could be some uh, big punishments coming uh, to the Iranian soccer players yeah. as they go home. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, when we come back, uh, especially if you're a beer fan uh and who you should be rooting for uh in this you know of course the united states but why you should be rooting for it not just because of a win but you could be getting free beer we'll get to that coming up in a few minutes right now another check on sports it's brought to you by fat guys fresh deli once again final update with rick Worthington. uh don't forget get in today uh 
voted best deli in the state of Idaho, and you can find out why by getting in and getting yourself a lunch. Don't forget, every Wednesday, their most popular soup, jalapeno bacon, potato cheddar. If you don't believe me, get in and find out why it is so popular. It's a big game coming up for Boise State and Fresno State on Saturday when they play for the Mountain West Conference Championship on Saturday. And this time, the Bulldogs have their starting quarterback and one of the best players in the Mountain West back. More on that with Bob Beeler today. Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner has been on fire, leading his team to five straight wins. He's completed 75% of his passes for an average of 316 yards a game. Bronco defensive back Shea Oladipo talked about what makes Hayner so good. He makes it happen. He knows that offense better than anybody, probably just as good as the offense coordinator, and the coordinators trust him to make the calls. So out there, it's more of a fluid offense, and he's he has a great arm, such a great arm, and he makes the smart passes, and he makes it happen. The Bronco defense will face its stiffest challenge, as Fresno State is the conference's highest-scoring team. Kickoff for the Mountain West Championship game will be at 2 Saturday on the Blue. Our coverage will begin at 9. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Our coverage of the Mountain West Championship game will begin Saturday morning at 9 a.m. The kickoff of the game is scheduled for 2. Of course, Bronco Game Day will have everything you need to get set for the game. We'll hand things over to Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender at 1. And again, kickoff at 2 this Saturday from Albertson Stadium. It's the Broncos and the Bulldogs for the Mount West Conference Championship. I'm Rick Worthington. From Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. U.S. players are gassed. Iranians are up. It comes into the box again. An Iranian player looking for a penalty. And the game is over. Exhale, America. The United States of America won. Iran nil. Oh, yeah. sure make it sound exciting for about, a one-to-nothing <laughs> match. I forgot about that. In soccer, you're supposed to say nil. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, one-to-nil. One to one-nil. Uh, by the way, the USA will be taking on the Netherlands uh, coming up this Saturday. Netherland beat... Oh, now we're in Dutch. Uh, Netherland beat uh, Cutter, home team Cutter. Uh, yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, Cutter is out, which I guess uh, is good news for them because um, I don't know if you saw the brouhaha over uh, Budweiser. They were one of the main sponsors of uh, World Cup, and they paid $75 million to be a sponsor and also to furnish beer for the World Cup, which Cutter said was perfectly fine up until two days before the World Cup began. And then Cutter all of a sudden said, wait a minute. Um, we're not going to allow beer to be sold in our stadiums. You know, it's against our religion. What were we thinking? Yeah, uh, it, beer is not the most popular thing in, uh, you know, countries that are officially Islamic. Mm-hmm. After the announcement was made, Budweiser tweeted out, well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but Budweiser, um, which That's a good. smart they company of, will they do. They have a sense of humor about their $75 million. Yeah, um, they're turning this into some free publicity. So this is a, even if you're not into soccer or football, um, you really want to be rooting for the U.S. here because they've announced that they will ship all the banned beer that was unsold in Qatar to the country that wins the World Cup. And they're serious. A rep said, quote, we will host the ultimate championship celebration for the winning country because for the winning fans, um, they've taken the world, and we're going to make sure all the beer that was not allowed to be sold in Qatar will be given yeah. to that country. And, and I think in the past, I think all the World Cups have been won by countries that do like beer. 
Um, Cutter's out, so now we don't have to worry about them getting beer that they don't want. Right. Uh, by the way, and Iser Bush is not just going to sweep this under the rug. And yeah, they do seem like they have a good sense of humor about it. But seventy-five million dollars is still seventy-five million dollars, and they're reportedly asking for almost fifty million of it back from FIFA following uh, the last-minute deal that uh, went flat. So I mean, they still they're, they're still a sponsor. They but they planned on making money on on selling beer in the stadium, which now uh, all eight stadiums that were hosting games, uh, but they weren't allowed to do that. So they're, they're going to be losing millions of dollars. FIFA officials are going to have to sell some of the new stuff they've recently bought. <laughs> KBY News Time is 7.56. Remember, we are live once again. Idaho's largest toy drive uh, underway. Day number six. By the end of today, we will be half over. We're taking your toys. You want to drop them by on your way to work this morning. Maybe you're dropping the kids off to school. Um, stop on by. We are, once again, broadcasting live in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, where we have been for the past few years. Taking your toys, uh, all your toy donations, if you want to do- donate cash, you can do that. Also, um, we've got a lockbox out there and, and armed Marines to make sure that uh, that's safe. Just come on out and uh, join us once again. A huge thank you to our sponsors, G&G Insulation, Shooter's Bench, Bronco Motors, Biscuit and Hogs, and a whole lot more. Thanks for making this possible every single year that we can help. One small part. We're just here to publicize it to make sure that kids across the Treasure Valley in Idaho, uh, Oregon, uh, parts of Nevada, are taken care of this Christmas. And you're a big part of that because you're the one that are donating the toys and the cash for Idaho's largest toy drive. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Word of the year for 2022 from Merriam-Webster is gaslighting. Let's talk about gaslighting. Gaslighting. Gaslighting, a term that's used widely in popular culture. The act or practice of grossly misleading someone. Gaslighting is one of the worst forms of manipulation. Make you feel like you're the problem. You said I'm gaslighting you. Gaslighting is a manipulation tactic. There you go making things up again. That's used to make you question your own reality. You must be insane. Gaslighting is not real. You're just crazy. So I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. Um, uh, this may be my favorite uh, word of the year that Merriam-Webster has uh, chosen in the past. By the way, if you're curious as to uh, what the runners-up were um, to gaslighting, the uh, runners-up, oligarch, we've heard, we've heard that term a lot this year because of what's going on with Russia's so these invasion are, these aren't necessarily Ukraine. These aren't necessarily new words. They're no. just words that were emphasized a lot during, yeah. during um, 2022. Okay. All of a sudden, you know, they they just have become huge. Like, gaslighting's been around for a while. As you mentioned, uh, the first time it was used was in uh, 1930, 1940s. 1930s, yeah. 30s, yeah. yeah. So uh, for a movie called Gaslight mm-hmm. um, that has to do with gaslighting. Um, Omicron, also one of the run- runners-up, one of the persistent COVID-19 variants that was out codify we talked a lot about that this year because joe biden um wanted to codify the uh abortion bill before uh the supreme court was able to strike it down interesting i mean before this year i had probably heard the word codify twice in my entire life and how many times did you hear it this once i think it was even in reference to cod as as a matter of fact um 
caught a fight um, yesterday. That that happened in the uh, Senate. It is expected to uh, head to the House again, and Joe Biden is expected to uh, pass the uh, same-sex marriage bill. And the reason it was done is specifically because of what happened with the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. They want to make sure that the Supreme Court cannot overturn the same-sex marriage laws in this country. So it looks like the uh, Congress will codify that into law, and President Biden will sign it, uh, pass the Senate yesterday um, with 12 Republicans who also voted for it. It already has passed once in the House. Now it goes back to the House. They will vote. It's expected to pass there, and Biden has already said that he will codify the law when he signs it. Uh, Queen Consort. That was also um, one, yeah. of the, one of the uh, terms that were up for word of the year, even though it's two words, because of everything that happened with the uh, death of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And queen uh, Consort just means that you are not the queen or the king yourself, but you are married to the king or queen. Camilla is uh, yeah, who that Cam- was used a lot. Camilla, exactly. She's not technically the queen of England in the same way that Prince Philip was not the king of England. Raid? Not, not, not the uh, spray. No, it was due to the search of <laughs> Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Uh, Sentinent, uh, after an engineering freaked us out over an unreleased AI system earlier this year. Uh, cancel culture. I w- cancel culture right there? Sentient, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, cancel culture, I would, would have thought would, would have been okay with that. Um, it's, <laughs> it's right up there. I, I'm that, su- that could have been any year in the last 10. Yeah. Really. I'm actually surprised that one term that is not up here, and I know it's not a new word, but you heard a lot of it uh, this year and last year with a new meaning, woke. Woke is not on this list, which kind of surprised me. because I think it was a few years ago. Was it? So, yeah. Um, but it, here, was, but here, it was more new in use. Here's one of the uh, other finalists, Lomi. I haven't heard this used a lot. Um, but it was uh, also considered after it was brought up into pop culture this year thanks to Wordle. Yeah, Wordle has brought back every five-letter word that exists. And uh, one final finalist for this year was LGBTQIA. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> I, I mean, every, every time I, they, they add more letters to this, the abbreviation, just so you know, is for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, plus asexual, aromatic, or aromantic, rather, or oh. agender. I was going to say, doesn't that mean you smell good? That's what I thought, yeah. Aromantic or agender. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A. So when you get all the uh, finalists there, gaslighting is a uh, good term. And we're going to try to not only use the term, um, we're also going to try to do it as much as possible as we head into 2023. And if you don't like it, you're just crazy. <laughs> Does that make me crazy? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Speaking of gaslighting, there was a little gaslighting done yesterday. Um, we talked about President Joe Biden telling reporters he was seeking to ban all semi-automatic weapons. We talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden made the comments while speaking to reporters at a uh, stop in Nantucket last week. Um, basically, the idea, this is his quote, we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no social redeeming value, zero, none, not a single solitary rationale for it, except profit for the gun manufacturer. Now, the comments inspired a wave of backlash from critics um, who decried what would be a massive and unprecedented infringement on the Second Amendment. 
So White House walkback press secretary, Karine, uh, John Pierre, issued a clarification walking back Biden's statements yesterday, uh, saying he wasn't, talk- he wasn't talking about all semi-automatics, even though that's exactly yeah, what he just, said. Despite the phrasing as such. No, no, no. This is her quote. He was talking about assault weapons, not semi-automatics. That's what he was talking on. That's what he wants to see. He's not talking about semi-automatics. Even basically, though basically, that's what he said. Basically what he's talking about is does it look like uh, a military rifle at all? If it does, then he probably wants to ban it. But semi-automatic pretty much describes everything except, mm-hmm. except single-shot uh, you know, pistols. Yeah. So thank goodness Biden has uh, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre to uh, walk back his statements and tell everybody what he was actually thinking and not what... He actually said. KBY News Time is 813. <laughs> we'll take a break. Yeah, that could uh, be so confusing. <laughs> I know. When we come back, uh, we've got a $50 gift to get a biscuit and hogs with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That is right after Bronco Sports today. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, once again, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the uh, only call you need to make if you have interest in uh, real estate whatsoever, 208-888-4128. Tammy is going to get first crack at our question today. We've got a $50 biscuit and hogs gift certificate. Uh, Tammy, if you can answer our question today, who was the first American president to be born in a hospital? Jimmy Carter. It is Jimmy. Jimmy Carter, 1924. That's kind of shocking to me that Jimmy Carter, first American president, yeah. actually born in a hospital. Especially considering, what was he? He was the 39th president. Yeah. So the, the 38 before him, well, 37 since uh, Cleveland is counted twice, were all born at home, I guess, or maybe on the road. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Tammy. You've got a $50 gift certificate to uh, Biscuit and Hogs. Hold on the line. We'll get some information. Uh, from. Once again, we're broadcasting live uh, another day. Day number six, if you're keeping score at home. By the end of today, we will be halfway through Idaho's largest toy drive. We're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, and we are taking toys. Nate Shulman is here. Yeah, he'll unload your vehicle for you if you want to pull up uh, here today and donate. Once again, uh, it's all because of you that we make sure that children uh, across Idaho Nevada, Oregon, um, are taken care of for Christmas. Now, he'll probably even check your oil if you want him to. He might do that for you. Because he's, he's a giver. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes he'll give and give and, and he'll go, that's enough. And then he'll give even more because he is a giver. Uh, but anyway, we are here taking your donations of toys. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. 6A to 7 p.m. every single day through next Tuesday. The 12 days of Idaho's largest toy drive is underway, and we will continue. Coming up here for you before 9 o'clock, don't forget, we have tickets to the Boise State Mountain West Championship taking on Fresno State. You'll be able to text the word Broncos when you hear that cue to text. It's coming up sometime within the next 35 minutes, and one lucky person is going to get set up for those uh, tickets to the game coming up here on Saturday. So keep listening. Be ready to text at 208-336-3700. After the bottom of the hour, um, uh, updates for you on the uh, Moscow murder investigation. Not 
anything necessarily being released by police. Um, however, retired New York uh, Police Department investigator and profiler has been in Moscow. Um, and on one of our shows yesterday morning, uh, Fox News Rundown, it happens really early. But just fascinating interview with him. And I heard that and said, I, this is interesting enough. I think we're going to play some of this back for you to uh, hear his thoughts. Like I said, he's, he's a profile profiler. He's investigated murders um, through the New York Police Department. Um, we're not getting a lot of information released, and I understand that from the Moscow Police Department because they don't want to hurt the investigation. Right. Um, but these are some of his thoughts about what's going on. Um, we've also heard from one of the fathers of one of the victims. We'll get into that coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves was one of the four students killed, apparently while they were asleep between 3 and 4 in the morning on November 13th. Her father, Steve Goncalves, tells ABC News. It was fast. And uh, nobody suffered and nobody felt like, like that kind of pain. He says they weren't stab wounds, that they were large punctures, and that even a quick 911 response would not have saved them. 911 wasn't called for eight hours after surviving roommates woke up. I am... What does that mean? They were punctures, they weren't stab wounds. I, I, I don't know what the difference between puncture and stab. There must be some sort of of difference medically i'm well, guessing stabbing generally does puncture yeah so i i don't i don't know what they mean uh the difference it is interesting moscow police of course aren't you know aren't publicly releasing a lot of information which is fair because i i get it you don't want to tip off possible suspects you don't want to let them know things that you're looking at so they could possibly destroy evidence that they haven't thought of that might be evidence, things like that. But they do give updates to the parents, and that's why you're hearing the uh, update from one of the fathers there. I, I can't even imagine being a parent getting that phone call. I can't imagine being one of the you know, people it, that had to make that phone call to the parents. It's amazing, I think, that he could even go on and, and talk about how she didn't suffer, uh, supposedly. Uh, I mean, it's. I guess that's some form of comfort to him, if any. Probably not much, but uh, you know, it's 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 interesting that he he's even able to go on and talk about it. I don't know that I would be able to. The unfortunate thing about this, I think, and you see this over and over with crimes. The longer this goes on, unfortunately, I think the less and less chance that we're going to get somebody, and unless there's some sort of break in the case. I mean, you look at, um, and, and I know this is a different case, but I, I remember a case, Green River Killer. Yeah. You remember hearing about that. Yeah, and how, how many years that it took before they finally got a break in a case and figured out who it was. What was his name? Was it Gary Ridgway? Is that who that was? I think, yeah. that, that, I think yeah. that's correct. Um, I don't know where they're at. I don't know the investigation. The, the police aren't sharing, of course, obviously. Um, suspects that they may have um, none of them have been named and probably for good reason um, they're expecting um, more information uh, another press conference I think either today or tomorrow I think it might be later today um, where the police are going to talk I don't know if we're going to get anything out of that now yesterday morning um, getting ready for work and I, I'm not one of those people 
who are into Snapped, Law and Order, To Catch a Predator. My wife loves those shows. Mm-hmm. However, so this does, so does mine. This case is absolutely just fascinating to me, and and I am like a lot of people, and I I know it's tied, you know, because this is in Idaho. I was born in in Moscow. Um, li- grew up in Genesee, which is a place just like eight miles outside of Moscow. So it's fascinating to me because I know that area uh, quite a bit. I, I went to school there on the uh, weekends, college. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like a <clears throat> Steely Dan song. Yeah. Um, Fox News Rundown, which is a show that we run um, from 4 until 5 o'clock on News Talk KBOI yesterday, talked about this investigation. And uh, they had uh, a former New York Police Department investigator. He's retired now, also a profiler. Uh, his name is Paul Morrow. He was on the show yesterday morning, and I was fascinated by the uh, interview, and I thought there's so few people who listen to our station every day got a chance to listen at, to this at four o'clock in the at morning. four o'clock yeah. in the morning listen to this interview so uh, i went back uh, to their uh, podcast and, uh, and i pulled the interview because there were quite a few interesting things that were said and, and once again this is uh former new york police department investigator and profiler paul morrow talking about this um and he, he, the first part of this interview where he's talking about people who have been ruled out and what he thinks about that so many people have been ruled out, according to police, yeah. as suspects. Yeah. The, the other two roommates, the person who got them home, the I guess the male individual that two of the girls had been calling just before they were killed. We're ruling all of them out. To be honest, I am not entirely buying that for the same reasons that we just discussed. And for the reasons that, you know, uh, um, I, I was discussing on the air uh, over the weekend with Lawrence Jones, mm-hmm. you know, the police don't want to reveal too, too much about what they're looking at because they don't want non-police journalists etc uh pis there's apparently private investigators that have been hired that are poking around on this you don't want those folks getting out front of your investigation getting in the way driving somebody off somebody away from the whole situation not even necessarily the perp maybe frightening off a potential witness etc so there's a lot of reasons for the police not to be revealing what they know you know and one of the other reasons you know that they don't want to release too too much information they don't want to scare anybody off they don't want to even give a vague description because as they as they've said you know if we say well we're looking at uh, a male possibly a student etc if they go even that far people are going to start pointing fingers at each other people are going to be unnecessarily raised up to people who fit that description you may get flooded with a whole host of bogus tips that just take mm. you off track so they want to keep it tight they also want to hold back salient details that when the time comes, if they get somebody that they're looking at and they manage to interview that person and they manage to elicit some of those facts that they haven't publicly released, that serves as confirmatory. Tell me more about the tips, because we heard police ask for that. They said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, one of the uh, lead law enforcement folks on the ground in Moscow had said, even if you, and we've heard this before, right? Even if you don't think it's that big, even if you question the significance of this detail that you, you have, if it's sticking in your brain, Share it with our brains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, you never know what's going to be, uh, you know, relevant. Uh, as the old saying goes, a lot of homicides are solved just because the detective that showed up put his hand on the hood of the car and said, wow, the, this car is warm. All right. It can be the very, very minor thing that actually mm-hmm. leads you to, you know, who was there and who did whatever they did. I think one of the things that they're really stuck on, and I can actually confirm this part, they don't know the timeline completely for the victims. So Ethan and Zana 
they have on their timeline. And this is using primary sources. I'm not going to use anything that is, hasn't either come from the police or come from an interview with a family member who can confirm. Mm. Eight to nine o'clock, they're at the fraternity house, Sigma Chi. Now, that's about two minutes walk from the location of the murders. Okay, I walked it uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday evening. And uh, there's no ring cameras. It's a congested area with a lot of student housing piled on top of each other. It's a very sort of nested area that's up against the hill. They're there 8 to 9 at the fraternity house. And then they're 145 is the next time they're on the timeline. And that is when they hit the house at the uh, location of the homicides. As far as Kaylee and Madison go, 10 o'clock p.m., they are at the corner club. And they don't show up again until about uh, 1.30 when they are at the grub truck, and then they hit the house at about 1.45. But their whereabouts during the day Saturday prior to getting to Corner Club, that's also an investigatory gap that they still have. So if your theory of the case is that this is somebody who was in their orbit, but there was some level of stalking going on, he was doing some observation, and I say he, recognizing that we don't know it's a he, although I would assess that it is, you know, you want to know where these people were because there may have been something that sparked this event during the course of the day for one of these four victims. And unfortunately, at this point, even with the digital forensics that they're managing to pull, they haven't nailed all of that down yet. I think they will. That stuff's gettable, but it's real scut work. But there's still a lot of open gaps in the timeline, and those could be very, very significant. So, you know, I think that they're looking for anything that can give them something of a timeline as to where these kids were leading up to the murders. Once again, that's uh, retired uh, New York Police Department investigator and profiler uh, Paul Morrow who is talking there. And he's been in Moscow, so this isn't something he's doing from across the country. He's actually been in the town. Talked there about the Corner Club. Oh, how many nights did I spend at the Corner Club? Very popular place in Moscow over the years hmm. for a lot of people to go. And apparently that's where a few of the uh, victims were spending their evening. We're going to take a break here. Um, still on the way for you. Paul goes where he thinks the police, and by the way, the FBI, who are also investigating, Idaho State Police, whether he thinks the investigation is uh, going to be going and what do they uh, do from here. Um, we'll get to that coming up here and more. Once again, we're live, Idaho's largest toy drive in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Taking your toy donations today, drop them off. We're going to be here all day up until 7 o'clock. If you want to drop them off any day from 6 a.m. to 7 o'clock, it's Idaho's largest toy drive. And once again, we are live at, at Sportsman's Warehouse in Meridian. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves was one of the four students killed, apparently while they were asleep between 3 and 4 in the morning on November 13th. Her father, Steve Goncalves, tells ABC News. It was fast, and uh, nobody suffered and nobody felt like... Like, that kind of pain. He says they weren't stab wounds, that they were large punctures, and that even a quick 911 response would not have saved them. 911 wasn't called for eight hours after surviving roommates woke up. They were not stab wounds, they were large punctures. Got an email and said that uh, maybe it was something like an ice pick and not a knife. It is interesting because it was the uh, police, Moscow police, who said that they were uh, knife stab wounds. Yeah. However, is that... I don't know. Uh, like I said, if you are stabbing someone with a knife, you do, in fact, puncture them. Yeah. Um, but the the description that the dad gave um, 
you know, by, by basically saying they were not knife stab wounds, they were small puncture wounds. Uh, I mean, you can still have small knives. I mean, boning no. knives are very thin. You could still have that. So I guess it it could still be a knife. But um, people that picked up on that, that is, that is interesting. And once again, that is from um, one of the fathers of one of the victims who have said that. So, I mean, information is being released to the families that is not being released to the public. Yeah. As you would expect. And as I would, if I were a parent, I would demand. It's like, I, look, I, I know, you know, you can't release everything to the public, but I want to know what's going on, you know, with my daughter or, or my son in this case, I want to know. And yes, unfortunately, as as possibly can yeah. anyway. and unfor- unfortunately, the uh, police, by releasing information to, to the parents, of course, you know, that can become public because I'm sure that these parents are being inundated daily with news organizations and reporters who want to get information because they know they're probably getting information that the general public isn't getting. But I, you know, as as far as that report right there, it is kind of interesting. Um, And I don't know if it means anything or if it's just one of those things that we're picking apart everything because there is a lack of evidence and saying, hmm, puncture wound and not a stab wound, knife stab wound. Um, and, And maybe dad just misspoke. I don't know. Got an instant message. Uh, it's just signed UI, but it says the UI killings are so devastating, and my heart breaks for the family and friends of these four kids. I have no connection, and I'm so upset about the way the MPD is handling this. This killer should be caught already, or at least identified as a person of interest. It's a small town, even smaller community. So much documentation by kids, neighbors, everyone is on social media. How have they not caught this killer yet? They could be close. We don't know. And you heard from the uh, retired New York Police Department investigator um, there in in talking about it. There's a huge time lapse that they don't have video for. Moscow doesn't have a lot of ring cameras in homes and things like that. Um, There's there's like hours long where they don't know where where some of these people were. We have some more info that we'll get to. We're live here once again. Toys for Tots still underway in front of uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to weigh in. Uh, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com. And Chris. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go. By the way, just before 9 o'clock, yes, you did hear that cue to text. You still have a chance. You haven't missed out yet. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. One person will be chosen at random to get a free pair of tickets to the Mountain West Championship game going somebody, on Saturday. Somebody texted me and says, does it matter if it's upper or lower case? Not at all. Doesn't matter. I mean, I, I, we're gonna we're making this so easy. If you don't know how to spell Broncos, we're we're gonna let you enter. Yeah. Even if you misspell the word Broncos, just make sure that you uh, text us so that you're in here within the next 15 minutes. We'll choose a winner. Nate Showman will have another chance for you coming up later this afternoon. We'll have more chances for you also tomorrow morning and Friday morning to get to the Mountain West Championship. It's Idaho's largest toy drive underway. Day number six. At the uh, end of the day, we will be halfway over uh, with the. Uh, toy drive going on we're at uh right in front of sportsman's warehouse kitty corner from walmart if you know where texas roadhouse is on uh, fairview avenue that's where we're at you can't can't miss us we have a huge semi 
which, by the way, is just getting jam-packed as of right now. Um, we've got the TDS Fiber Motorhome, and that's where we're broadcasting live this morning and making a stop with us. One of the people helping out with the uh, mission is uh, from the Marines. He is a volunteer coordinator, Toys for Tots. Sergeant Rosenberger with the Idaho Marines is with us this morning, all dressed up. You look very spiffy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate you stopping by here this morning. Um, why don't you give us uh, an update? First of all, tell us, how long have you been here in Idaho? Because you're not from Idaho, correct? No, I'm not from Idaho. I've been in Idaho for about uh, four and a half months now. Four and a half months. So this is your first toy drive in Idaho. Have you been a part of the toy drives in the past, in I, other periods? I have. I helped with the uh, Toys for Tots program down in the Salt Lake Valley. All right. Um, and... Where are we here in Idaho? I know. Give us an update um, as far as getting the toys gathered in. How many toys do you have at the warehouse? This is, I know, one of the biggest ones going on um, that we help do every year with News Talk KBY and our listeners. But this is not the only toy drive going on because there's a need for toys for about sixteen to 18,000 kids that you will be uh, making sure that they have a great Christmas for this year, right? Yeah, I believe last year we did over 13,000 kids, and we're aiming to do at least the same this year. Um, in terms of the warehouse, we're always looking for, it seems like we're struggling on books, and then uh, toys for older boys and girls, so like 10 to 12, and then even a little bit of uh, boys and girls 7 to 9 we're missing uh, toys for right now. So maybe children's books and youth-type books, uh as instead of you know just toys, you can in, add in extra things. Yeah. So if you uh, want to donate children's books for uh, any of the age groups that we serve, we mm -hmm. serve all kids zero through twelve uh, for toys. Then you're more than welcome to bring those in as well. So and I just want to reiterate again because a lot of people will sometimes you know email or text us and say you know what what are they needing right now? We're getting ready to go shopping, but you're especially saying older children and seven to nine year old girls. Yeah, seven to nine year old girls, um, ten to twelve year old boys and girls. Uh, we do tend to lack a little bit in uh, the older kids, but especially ten to twelve girls we're struggling with right now. As you uh, get these toys in, and obviously there's cash coming in. I know there was a couple thousand dollars that uh, came in just here yesterday that we put in the uh, lock boxes, uh, and of course we have the Marines out here who are armed. So don't anybody get any crazy ideas. Um, when you take that money and go shopping and you have the toys delivered, you have to have this all finished up so that you can get these delivered to the, the kids. When, when is the uh, big week for you guys as far as getting the toys out? I know you do it all the time. So we're aiming to get all the orders filled, I believe, no later than the 16th this month. Uh, don't quote me on that. But I can tell you that the last day for donations is the 15th. So if you're going to donate, of course, we're last day for our donations is going to be going on uh, on December 6th, but the 15th will be the last day donations that you want to get out for this year so to make sure the kids get out for uh, get out in time for Christmas this year. So that's an interesting thing to know. Um, another another thing that we get questions on, and you're able to help us out with this a little bit more than us trying to give out the information, if there is a family in need that is listening this morning, um, how do they get their family to be considered by the uh, Idaho Marines? So um, to get on to our tour requests, you can just go to our website. If you Google Boise Toys for Tots, it'll be the first result. Um, and then you go to, uh, I believe it's the request toys link. And then 
there's going to be um, some agencies there that we're partnered with. And what you do is you contact those agencies, be like, hey, we'd like to submit for Toys for Tots toys. And they will have you fill it out. And then the way it works is we fill your order in the warehouse and then give it to that agency. And that agency will get the toys to you. All right. Once again, give the uh, the website. You just do a Google search for. Yeah, if you just Google search Boise Toys for Tots, it'll be the first website that comes up. All right. So um, there you go. Um, also, uh, you guys, uh, from what we hear, Nate Nate Shelman told us uh, you have some uh, equipment that might be coming out a little bit later today. Here, um, we will. We will. Uh, we're going to have a uh, seven ton out here to pick up toys and take it over from here to the warehouse. <laughs> and I believe we're going to have to take more than one run. That trailer is looking pretty full. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. And you guys started taking toys out of the trailer yesterday already, didn't you? Yes, sir. We did. We actually got a uh, about fifty person volunteer group in the warehouse last night, and they started running through my toys faster than I had them ready for them. Wow! So we had to be like, guys, we need more toys. Bring them over. Did you hear that? He called me, sir. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he said, "Yes, sir." It's probably an, it's it's probably an age thing. Shut up! I'm I'm trying I'm trying to you know feel good about this thing. I'll use my gaslighting thing. You're crazy, Chris. You're crazy. He called believe, me, sir. Believe me, you do not out- outrank him. No, uh, no, uh, I, I I don't. Um, thanks for being with us uh, here this morning. Much appreciated. How many people? in this mission here in the Treasure Valley to help get all these out because it's not we're not talking hundreds and hundreds of, of people that are doing this right uh, so if you're speaking specifically the active duty staff I'm talking about active duty staff yeah we have less than 10 active duty staff wow. that are supporting this whole entire uh, boys Boise toys for tots and Treasure Valley toys for tots um, we are partnered with a bunch of people that do a great job to help um, we have uh, partners that go out they give collect a bunch of our toy boxes and then distribute it to a bunch of different businesses uh obviously we have you guys with the idaho's largest toy drive one of our best donators um it's we get a lot of help from the community and the community involvement out here is just fantastic now if somebody wants to volunteer do you take volunteers because there, i mean there are sometimes situations where people might not have money to be able to buy gifts but they want to help out do you guys uh accept volunteers yes we do accept volunteers um we're always looking for people that um can come help in the warehouse uh if you'd like to come volunteer in the warehouse you can submit a request again on our website um that'll come to me and i can get you scheduled uh we do have the warehouse available for volunteering pretty much any day of the week, um, Monday through Friday, from about 9.30 to 4.30 in the afternoon. If you have a bigger group, like 20 or so or more, um, we're willing to keep the warehouse open till about 8 o'clock in the evening so that you can get your group in. Or if you have a big enough group, you might be able to convince us to come in on a So they'll, they'll ask you, do you have any experience with toys? And you tell them, yes, I used to be a kid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the groups that we get out are uh, 4-H groups, so it's like 5, 10 parents and then yeah. like 20, 30, 40 kids. That's cool. That, and they do a great job, honestly. Yeah, and it takes a lot of people. I mean, uh, I didn't know that there were so few active military um, that were a part of this uh, in the Marines. So, 10, the volunteers are a big part of this, obviously. Sergeant Rosenberger, thank you for uh, taking a few minutes with us this morning, and I'm sure we're here. We're only going to be halfway through after today, so I'm sure we'll have another chance to talk to you uh, before uh, we're done here next Tuesday. Uh, But once again, we're taking donations every day from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, Idaho's largest toy drive. Thank you to uh, you for stopping by for a few minutes this morning. Also, thanks to 
all of our sponsors that are helping making this possible. If you want to bring out toys, new unwrapped gifts. We also accept cash donations. Do you get to go shopping if we uh, for the cat when when the cash comes in like that? Is that specifically you and uh, the other military active military that get to go shopping and have fun? Yeah, so that cash um, we do get to go out and walk through the toy shelves and pretend we're kids again. <laughs> what, a, what a bummer! I know, I know. Walmart had a great sale on some Lego sets the other day, and we were buying them for the Toys for Tots, and I was like, man, I want one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, we appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your. Verizon Wireless. Uh, you can email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, if you want to take part in the uh, show. We will take a break. You still have a few more minutes if you want to get those tickets. The uh, Boise State Fresno game, Mountain West Championship, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. You want to be there for free. We've got a free pair of tickets for you right now. If you text us, text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. We'll pick a winner coming up here within the next 10 minutes. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.20, final few minutes to uh, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. Uh, we'll pick a winner here just a couple minutes away from the uh, Boise State Fresno State tickets coming up this uh, weekend. Uh, huge congratulations, by the way. Um, Andy Avalos, Coach of the Year. First time uh, Boise State coach has been Coach of the Year since 2008 and 2009 when Chris Peterson did it. I didn't realize it had been that long. Oh, and, since, since we got one of those? Since we got a Coach of the Year. But yeah. uh, Andy Avalos... A, a lot of times, it's uh, Boise State's not always up for it simply because quite often they give you credit for how much your team improved yeah and you know if you're like 10 and 2 or something every year it's kind of hard to improve well and i was watching uh social media yesterday and uh there were some people that were kind of upset that he won coach of the year and it's like how does he win coach of the year he was chosen at the beginning of the season um to win the mountain west championship Mm -hmm. so why you know it looks like he has a chance to do that why is he uh, being chosen if you haven't been paying attention to just exactly how the season started and where Boise State has gone and the changes that he has had to make to his coaching staff and team, mm-hmm. um, then you just haven't been paying attention. You also see a team that uh, a year ago went 7-5, and five, has a chance this year to win, what, if they win their next two games, 11, have, a, have an 11-win season? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know if anybody, especially after four games this year, had any idea whatsoever that there could possibly be 11 wins in Boise oh, State we season. Had, we had people predicting at that point, we had people predicting they would go 6-6. Six and six. You had a person sitting in the studio here right across from you who was predicting that they uh, may lose nine games. Not may. I thought, oh, my God, we're going to lose nine games after that fourth game. I just like, um, man, I don't know what's going to be happening here. This is horrible. The uh, sky is falling. Um, however, uh, ended up, he turned it around. I think it very... Very easy yeah. choice, I think, for Coach of the Year for and, him because of what was happening. Well, yeah, and an undefeated uh, uh, season in conference. That doesn't happen very often no. by any team. Um, and then also, uh, Freshman of the Year, uh, huge congratulations to uh, Taylor Green. Mm-hmm. He was Freshman of the Year. I think we saw that. And you he made was... a mention yesterday about uh, Tyson Dagenhart last year who had won the Freshman of the Week so often that it would have looked stupid to pick as anybody a, else. As a basketball yeah. player, yeah. right. As a basketball player. And the same, yeah, the same went for uh, 
Jalen Green when yeah. it came to, uh, to football. Yeah, he was uh, actually, and this is rare for Boise State. He was interviewed on KTIK yesterday. Uh, they rarely allow their freshman football players to, I to be interviewed. I think that was his first interview of the season, as a matter of fact, yesterday. He seemed fairly polished, you know. Congratulations to KTIK, like because like you said, the, the uh, Boise State coaches don't allow freshmen to talk to the media, and they did allow that yesterday, so that was a great, get, great interview um, from Taylor Green. Um, it's also um, a lot of money in the uh, pocketbook for Andy Avalos this year. As a matter of fact, if he wins this weekend, um, he gets a $50,000 bonus this weekend. His total bonuses, because I think he starts kicking in bonuses if he wins you know what? six games, he gets a $25,000 bonus. His total bonus structure this year, if he wins this weekend, $150,000. Wow. That's a good bonus. A, I have a similar deal in my contract. I get a $50,000 bonus if the moon falls out of the sky. <laughs> really? No. Oh. I, I, gonna... just, I just keep thinking that just to, <laughs> you know, cheer myself up. I wanted to play this real quick because we've talked about it, but now I want you to hear it. Um, ESPN, we had talked about this, talked about the bad beat because uh, if you had bet on the game, and ESPN does this uh, every week. They go over their bad beats. This was an especially bad beat, but I wanted you to hear um, the uh, ESPN talking about the Utah State-Boise State game uh, this past weekend and just how bad a beat this was. Go ahead and hit it. Utah State-Boise State. Boise State fans, they always come like it's a, like it's a cocktail party in Vegas. There you go. <laughs> now it's 23 you're down, but you're getting 16 and a half, and Cooper Legat finds Justin McGriff. You're going in for the outright win, Steve. On the field. On the field. But now it's fourth and nine. There's a minute and a half. You're getting 16 and a half. You're down five. That's a pick. Game Hunter secures the interception. It's now the Boise State ball. On the clock out. They're 90 yards away from the end zone. What could happen? Well, I'm fixing to show you. Oh, no. Evan Green. He gets to the outside. Oh. Show him your taillights. 91, but you're getting 16 and a half. Broncos have been a different team since they made Green the quarterback. He's focused on the catastrophe that we're, we're talking about here. Utah State. Third and ten. Third and ten. The guy's sacked. All right. I Andrew Simpson. Big play for the Boise defense. What? Fourth and 17. And now you need to avoid the dreaded woo-woo. Oh, boy. Tackle them. J.E. Oladipo. Oh, no. And get there, Coop. Get there. Why? And then knock him out. How does he step out? Review it. Something. Review, review it. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Put on that hat. Do something. Come on, man. We're going in for an outright. That started the weekend, too. Can you imagine? No. I, that's what I always ask. Can I you was imagine? on the right side this weekend. I can't. Not like you. I was like, what? What? If it happened to you, seriously, we're sorry. Sorry. Down five, going in. Very sorry. Lost by 18. Steve, worst of the year. Without a doubt. <laughs> they break. Coming out! Worst of the year, without a doubt. 
<laughs> five down, 90 seconds left to go. Um, and well, They didn't win by 18. They won by 19. 19. Um, I, by the way, absolutely love the trading spaces um, quote from the movie. Turn the machines back on. Turn the machines back on. It's <laughs> almost, yeah. Uh, considering where this season began, it has turned uh, out to be uh, absolutely fabulous to watch and pay attention to, and it's not over uh, yet. Mountain West Championships. We'll get a winner here in just a few minutes. Going on Saturday, tickets are still available. Um, if you'd like to get those tickets, and you can win them here, we'll have uh, the announcement of our winner coming up. Nate Shulman has another chance for you to win this afternoon. More tickets coming up on uh, tomorrow morning, and Friday morning will be your final chance to get those tickets. Live from Idaho's largest garage sale, out in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, we've got more on the way. News coming up next. We'll get to some of your phone calls and emails. If you want to get those in right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Broadcasting live, Idaho's uh, largest Toy Drive is underway. Day number six, and we are taking your toys. And I know we've we've had some kind of cold, breezy weather. Snow is falling throughout the morning. Um, we're expecting more snow today, tonight, into tomorrow. Here's the great thing, though. Um, if you drop off your toys, you don't even have to get out of your vehicle. We'll unload it for you. We have uh, volunteers. Um, Nate Shellman, Rick Worthington are out there. Um, we've got the Idaho Marines at times throughout the day. Um, we also have had volunteers from Micron out here. We'll unload your vehicle. You don't have to get out of the warmth of your vehicle if you want to donate your toys here once again today or any time through next Tuesday in the 12 days of Christmas for Idaho's largest toy drive. Once again, if you're looking to find us, we're in Meridian, just in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. If you know where Texas Roadhouse is, right behind Texas Roadhouse, Walmart. Some people even just go to Walmart before they come here, go down the toy aisle, buy a bunch of toys, and then bring them directly over here. That's perfectly fine. Sportsman's Warehouse. You can go in there. They have toys in Sportsman's Warehouse that you can go in and, and get. Yeah, Some people do that. Yeah. Um, email uh, in here this morning, um, Mike at KBOI.com. Why does your news coverage so frequently contain just the sensational rather than the relevant? I'm sure there's so much out there that you could use more in-depth discussion on rather than the repetitious coverage of the same three stories, i.e. large puncture wound as opposed to knife. Huh? Uh, what do you think a large knife does? Please don't keep repeating the story and others just for sensationalism's sake. Nothing new, as in ad nauseum manner of a three-plus-year-old Dable story. Enough already. Um, you didn't give your name on this, but I don't come down to McDonald's and slap the Big Mac out of your hands while you're working. I don't, I don't know why you criticize us. Uh, you got to keep in mind, we have a four-hour show. There are people that don't listen to the show for four hours. So we do repeat certain items that are big news, and... The only reason that we talk about the um, stabbing as opposed to puncture wound was because of a comment that a father of the victim made. Play that again. 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves was one of the four students killed, apparently, while they were asleep between 3 and 4 in the morning on November 13th. Her father, Steve Goncalves, tells ABC News... It was fast, and uh, nobody suffered and nobody felt like... like that kind of pain. He says they weren't stab wounds, that they were large punctures, and that even a quick 911 response would not have saved them. 911 wasn't called for eight hours after surviving roommates woke up. So the reason we talk about it, because that's something weird to say. 
that they were weren't stab wounds; they were large puncture wounds. Yeah. And as far as we knew, up until the point where he talked, the police have said that they it, it was a stabbing, and it was a knife that was used. So it's weird when you have the father, and he has more information than we get. I'm sure the police are talking to him as a father of one of the victims. It's just weird when you hear something like that, that, well, it, that the dad says it's not a stab wound, it was a puncture wound. It's also unusual in a situation like that uh, for somebody to say, well, they didn't suffer at all. Well, that's, that's not something you can... Uh, oh, they didn't suffer long, let's put it that way, but you don't know that they didn't suffer at all. And by the way, if you have something that you would like to say... You are free to call us up at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you have a Verizon phone. And you can talk about something else if you, if you would like. The phone lines are always open for people like you we talked, who um, like to criticize to talk about something else on the show. We talked uh, earlier about Carrie Lake, who was running for governor of Arizona uh, and is uh, you know demanding... Ex- er, investigations of practically uh, every voting district in Arizona and uh, somebody had mentioned that it was it was awfully weird that her opponent uh, you know was partially at least in in charge of the elections and Billy C said Kemp in Georgia was attorney general and he became a Republican governor so I guess it works both ways I still I think that's weird yeah he was and, and people say, you know, why doesn't he recuse himself from that and have put somebody else in charge or, or resign as attorney general? And and he didn't. He actually ran the election that he ended up winning. Uh, but, you know, he's never been brought up on charges, so apparently he did it honestly. Yeah. And if you remember right, when that all happened, you had Democrats that were saying, this isn't right. This yeah. shouldn't be happening. Justice like you have in, happening in, in Arizona right now. Gene wrote in about the same subject and said, so would Carrie Lake be questioning the election? Same people, same polling places, same reporting units. If she had won the election, what a joke. Yeah, I'd, I'd, probably not. Why would you question something that you won? But yeah. keep in mind, she's not the only one questioning in Maricopa but, County. As a matter of fact, uh, the yeah. attorney general has announced that an investigation needs to happen. But you are right about that. You never hear anybody win an election and then call for an investigation. No. And, and why? I guess why would you? If, you? if you've won, why would you? Hey, I don't, I don't want to do this job. I didn't think I was going to win. We need an investigation. I don't want to do this. Johnny wrote in and said, Hey, guys, your daily elder abuse of 80-year-old President Biden's regarding his automatic weapons comment is now officially boring and tiring. Would you balance it with the fact that a week after jumping into the 2024 primary for president, another elder, 76-year-old Donald Trump, had a notorious white supremacy leader in for dinner at Mar-a-Lago? This proves Trump has a character issue, according to Senator Mitt Romney. March on elder abusers, but keep in mind, much of your audience is elderly. Here's the, here's the difference. Well, and the deal is, I, we weren't making fun of anybody for being old. No. When they say something stupid, I mean, they're politicians, and we certainly can comment on that. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he's around 80 years no. old. If, if you're an elder listening to us, I get it, but you're not the president of the United States. So when you say something stupid, it's going to get called out. And I'll totally agree with you. I, I can tell you that... Uh, uh, Clinton, Obama, and uh, George uh, W. Bush were all considerably younger, and we made fun of them, too. I will, I, I will totally agree with you in the thing with Trump meeting um, with dinner last week. It was 
stupid of him, in my personal opinion. It was absolutely idiotic for him to meet with Kanye West, or I guess he goes as what, ye now, or yay? Yay. Yay. Um, it, it was absolutely stupid of him to do that with everything going on. There's so many different people that he could be meeting with and having dinner with um, than Kanye in, with everything that's been well, going in, on. In particular, they're talking about, I can't think of his first name. Nick but, Fuentes. Uh, yeah, Fuentes. Nick Fuentes. Uh, you know who has been very open about the fact that he's a he's a self-described white supremacist and anti-Semite. Yeah, I mean he well, describes he also, himself as that. And he also, in all seriousness, calls for uh, like dictatorships and things like that because they're considerably more efficient than uh, letting people who don't know what they're doing, uh, you know, vote. Yeah. Now, um, Trump claims he didn't know Nick Fuentes. He didn't invite Nick Fuentes to dinner. Um, Yay, just Kanye West. I just I'm, I refuse to call him Yay. Uh, Kanye West. He did invite to dinner, mm-hmm. and Kanye West showed up with a couple of guests, and one of those guests was Nick Fuentes. And if Nick Fuentes walked in here right now, I wouldn't know who he is. I well, I don't, that, I don't know what same. he looks like. It's not the same with the president, though, because but you, he's not he, president. In order, well, the former president, right? You, you have to be you have to be vetted in order to be even at an event at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, you have to be vetted with the Secret Service to show up and have dinner with Donald Trump. And these people were, and so everybody had the list of who was going to be there. I, I don't necessarily buy that Donald Trump didn't know who Nick Fuentes was, but, you know, I mean, you can invite anybody you want to dinner, and it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sign to the world that you agree with everything they say. Yeah. And I, I mean, quite frankly, like, I'll, like I'll for say instance, I've had my uncle over for dinner, and I don't agree with anything he says. <laughs> if if he did invite Ye over and uh, didn't invite Nick Fuentes, if you want to believe him, is that I still say the dumb thing you did was invite Kanye to have sit down to dinner with you. And I only say that not as a private citizen, but as somebody who has announced a run for president of the United States. I just don't think that that was a smart move, especially with well, everything else that you've had and everything you've had thrown at on, you. On, on the other hand, and he hasn't had a, sing, a single day that he's ever been a conventional candidate. No, that's 100%, 100% true. 208-336-3700. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Matt in Middleton, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 948-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Go to the phones. Uh, Gabe in uh, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, um, I just got to let you guys know you're doing the good work because... um, I'm out in the field all day, in and out of my vehicle, so repeating the stories, I'm okay with, because I never get to catch everything. So um, keep doing what you're doing, and whatever anybody else says, eh, they're just bored. (laughs) Thank you for listening uh, while you're out in the field. Appreciate it, Gabe, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, Matt in Middleton, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I just wanted to comment on the... uh, something that Dan Bongino shared yesterday about how Elon Musk plans to share the contents of the suppression for the Hunter Biden uh, laptop. And I was wondering if I could get you guys' take on that. 
it'll, I'll be interested to know if there's anything that has comes out of this that hasn't been shared already. I guess. Well, I um, mean, the the only thing I that was what really bothered me was the threat given to the uh, KJP about how uh, they're watching Twitter and how they're watching him really closely and publicly announced that on a, a press conference. I was kind of appalled that someone would go and attack somebody for owning a company. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to see, I guess, uh, if they actually do it and, and what information gets released, if there's, if there's anything new that, you know, Twitter has been not releasing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Unlike- it to uh, make a, a comment on it, I guess. And the 65,000 accounts that are going to be freed up, too, that were uh, banned. Yeah, that's uh, possibly not a great idea. Thank you for the call, Matt. Uh, Steve in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Uh, You know, if if, uh, what's his name, Nick Fuentes, is a white supremacist uh, and self-described, but isn't, isn't Fuentes a Hispanic name? Wouldn't he be brown? Well, spin. Uh, there's a lot of spin that goes into uh, making a news story, and I get that. But just because someone describes himself as that, it doesn't mean that the news media has to play that over and over and over. And, and you know, prejudice the audience is is basically what I see happening with this story. They're, they're making a prejudged, uh, and, and they probably don't even know the guy. But like Trump said, you know, he would meet with Putin, too. You meet with your enemies. You meet with everybody, you know, when you're having stuff. And he wasn't invited anyway. But, you know, I don't know. This story, it just seems like there's, there's, they're trying to spin things in the media. Well, this, this, with him, this isn't really spin because he, he says he's a member of the, of the incel movement. And he uh, is what always is advocating the, in, the incel movement. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's like an online community. Uh, where, well, See, that's what I'm saying. They, There's so many they, terms well, they, they out there that we're getting lost in language. Well, he's the one who says that he's a member of it, but essentially they're the ones that have forums where they uh, they talk about how you know women shouldn't be in charge of anything, Jews shouldn't be in charge of anything, black people shouldn't be in charge of anything. And uh, that's basically what the incel community is. He's also uh, denied that the Holocaust ever happened. Yeah, and he supports uh, an authoritarian government. He says that you know people aren't smart enough to govern themselves. And well, we uh, learned that. I learned that in government class back in '68. You know, our system of government doesn't matter. We still have the right to govern. We still have the right to govern ourselves, whether we whether we actually are proven smart enough or not, and whether we're efficient or not. And, And you know, that's that's. Nothing new. I mean, uh, anybody will tell you that one man making a decision uh, does a lot better than a committee <laughs> because the decision's made right or wrong. But anyway. True, but it, hey, it doesn't mean that the rest of us would like there to be a dictator. Right. I mean, well, that's, dictatorship that's true is too. fine. I mean, freedom should reign in this country. And, yeah. and you know, dictatorship. That's, what that's the point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of spin going on that seems to be happening to try to influence people rather than just stating the facts. Okay, you know, I don't but care if, what you the see, if you probably, see something, if the facts tell you very obviously that something is a bad deal, do you want us to just give you the facts and let you decide, or can we 
maybe you know point out that maybe it's a bad deal well yeah just give me the facts you know jack webb just just the facts ma'am well and we're perfectly you know, and, uh, and I, okay I with it. with just facts also however we're paid to give our opinions. I mean, that's our job. So, exactly. You know, we, get, we, we also give facts. We also give opinions. And, by the way, the spin is not just happening one way here. Uh, President Trump and his staff are also having to spin this also. And, and Chris made a great point. You know, Trump is spinning this as, I had no idea who Nick Fuentes is. I didn't invite Nick Fuentes to dinner. I didn't know he was going to show up. And you have to a little bit call BS on that because he's right. As a former president, everybody who is going to meet with a former president has to be vetted. He's got Secret Service. The Secret Service has to know who's coming in to know if they're a danger or not. So saying he had no idea he was going to show up to dinner sounds a little incredulous, right? Well, well it, 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 does. it does, especially when... People who have you know worked there at Mar-a-Lago say there isn't anything that goes on there that that uh, Trump isn't in charge of or doesn't okay, and yet when it comes to something like this, they say, well, he had no idea who was coming to dinner. Huh? Which is it? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the call. You know, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got to. No. Uh, you know. The, okay. The, I was the, leave. The spin, it, it, you're right. The spin does go both ways, but you know what? Uh, that's that's what Trump has been known for, is calling out the media as fake news. And he's proved his point several times. But anyway, it's a great Thank day. You. It's snowy and not fun. As many, not as many times as he thinks he has, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the phone call. Thanks for the thoughts. Uh, appreciate it. All right, that's about uh, time for us to uh, wrap things up here once again today. Um, we're Even though the show is wrapping up, we're not done. Um, Idaho's largest toy drive continues. We have people here all day long. So as you're listening, you want to bring out toys, bring them out. New, unwrapped toys, bring them by the trailer anytime up until 7 o'clock tonight. Sportsman's Warehouse right there in front of the Sportsman's Warehouse. That's where we're at. Coming up uh, this afternoon, Nate Shumman, of course, will be doing his show live here today. Continue to bring those toys in. He'll have another chance for you to get those tickets to the Mountain West Championship. We'll have another chance for you to win.